0: Somebody save me! <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm I, I'm Robin. That's Steph humming away. <laughs> uh, uh, I have to say, I putting the theme song at the beginning of our podcast every week now. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like the best fun I've had since the Dawson's Creek days, which has an equally catchy <laughs> theme song that I did not mind hearing over and over again.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so. Very excited
1: So we are into season one yeah.
0: Got some uh, some classic Freak of the Week episodes to talk about here um, Four of them uh, Hothead um, X-Ray Cool And Hourglass
1: Yeah, you know, I, when we ended the, the last episode I said, oh, are they all going to be teenagers? Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coach. Straight up, next episode. Straight
0: up, we have the coach here in Hot Head. So, we want to talk about Hot Head first? Uh huh. All right. So, I'm gonna start dropping trivia stuff on you, and then we'll we'll talk about the the episode itself. Um, uh, so, directed by Greg Beeman who is very popular in Smallville, go on to direct every season premiere and finale until the fourth season, and he left to uh, run Heroes, and then actually returned. To direct the second hour of the series finale So he's,
1: he's mm. Big
0: on Smallville He also directed the classic 80's movie License to Drive so, mm. And this was written by Greg Walker Who is just like an X-Files writer Lots of mm. X-Files people in here I'm trying not to mention them all But um so, uh, I, I tried my best to figure out themes for each of these episodes so we can discuss more than just regular facts. And and I found this one was um, Clark, Lana, and Lex all go against what is expected of them by their elders. But then again, it seems like that's in many episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just being a teenager. <laughs>
0: But we have we have Clark. Let's start with Clark. So he he joins the football team against Jonathan's wishes. Mm. Um, so what did you think? Did you think Jonathan uh, was right to keep Clark out of football?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know because <laughs> there's this. Uh, it's still going on this. And I I didn't realize. I thought Martha didn't know about. Clark's man of steelness. Oh yeah, she does. I thought she was afraid of him being hurt. She's just—I think she's just so she feels so lucky to have a child (laughs) that she's so afraid it's going to be taken away from her at any moment. Yeah,
0: there's there's like the double uh, thing to be scared about when you when putting Clark out into public, especially in in an arena where his physical uh, superiority could be noticed by others and. So there's the fact that he could hurt somebody, and also if somebody sees him do something like leap over a bunch of football players, uh, that they might just, uh, uh, you know, some men in black pick him up and cut him open and stuff, you know? Uh, who knows? They, But, uh, yeah, they're his parents, so they've got to keep watch over him.
1: Yeah, and I can see he's still developing his powers mm-hmm. and... Trying to control him so he can't be, they can't be sure that he can't that he's able to control his powers.
0: Right. Um, in one of uh, a few famous Superman origin stories, uh, John Burns Man of Steel uh, from I think the eighties, the comics. Uh, Jonathan uh, tells Clark about his alien origins after he joins the football team because he's afraid that Clark's going to hurt somebody. So he dec- decides to tell him all about him, his origins. So.
1: Mm. So joining the football team Was the reason that Jonathan told him Yeah,
0: whereas on the show it's Mm. like a couple episodes Before really Uh, I like that he, you know, Jonathan's Lessons about, you know, your gifts come with Responsibilities, you know And it's not very responsible To be using them to I mean, I think a couple episodes from now he's talking talking About saving the farm by Becoming a pro football player And just like winning a bunch of money (laughs) Um, uh.
1: Something that I was really surprised That I, I noticed over these four episodes Every time there's an establishing shot of the farmhouse Yeah And I, like, I get really excited Because there's a Jonathan and Martha and Clark scene Yes In the kitchen And I love those I shouldn't Those should be boring I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know I don't know if it's John Schneider and Annette O'Toole Or just the characters of Jonathan and Martha Kent But they're just You know, it's good to hear Clark Check in with them And they've got such a great uh, relationship with each other You know And I don't know Just seeing like Jonathan Kent imparting wisdom And I don't know, Annette O'Toole being so feisty at times, you know. I just I just love these parents. And uh, again, we don't have to see them rolling in and out of bed with each other to
1: no, have a relationship. And then I, I know. And then you, um, you said that Graham on My So-Called Life was one of the best dads, best TV dads. Wait, wait, wait. wait, no. wait, wait.
0: I said that some – like a TV guide. You poll. saw a yeah.
1: – yeah, you saw a poll that he was on a yeah. list or something. No, this is a TV dad right? that is always, uh, yeah, giving wisdom and teaching lessons and being emotionally available to his child. Now, and,
0: and this great thing is, like, Jonathan's such a great character because he's he's definitely stubborn, but it, there's a reason there's a reason for him to be wary of things. You know, like like Clark, um, you know, being taken advantage of, or like Lex Luthor. There's reasons yeah. for him to be wary of things, and he also, like he says at the end of this episode, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm just realizing that being afraid is just part of being a parent, you know. So it's like he recognizes that he's learning as well. He doesn't have all the answers.
1: Yeah. Not only is he the dad of a superhuman, <laughs> he's the dad of a kid of a teenager. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, unlike Kevin Costner, he's not about to Clark- tell Clark that. Well, maybe you should have let them all die. <laughs> he's right behind Clark. Is in the hero business, I think. <laughs> um, so it turns out that Clark joined the football team just to see Lana. But then, perfect timing. Lana is deciding she's <laughs> now done with cheerleading. <laughs> so, like Lana's Lana's storyline is that you know she's throwing off a- expectations uh, by. Quitting cheerleading And and Nell is surprised about this and, uh, Go good
1: Yeah she wants to make money to travel Yeah
0: yeah she wants to get a job right. And you know it all comes along with Also you know Whitney's, Whitney's football team's Caught like cheating or whatever And so she's kind of disgusted With the whole um, School athlete High school stuff. teenager
1: yeah. yeah
0: So she gets a job at the beanery we see the beanery for the first time. I know this means nothing to you, but
1: <laughs> No, I but I, you know, we see it in in the later episodes, so I figure it's a thing. It's, a new set, yeah. it's kinda like it's kinda like the bronze. Yeah,
0: yeah, in a way. Um so we got your I, mean, I just wrote down a little white lights, artwork, and random Warner Brothers movie posters. <laughs> because like <laughs> uh uh in this first episode you see Crossing Delancey, You Got Mail, The Lost Boys. Just like who would hang these These posters up in a coffee shop. Like, are you serious? Like, none of these are like, I love the Lost Boys, you know, and I know a lot of people have affection for You Got Mail. And I know probably uh, 2% of people listening have ever heard of Crossing Delancey.
1: (laughs) I don't know. yeah, crossing <laughs> to Lancy. I don't remember that. one
0: These are all Warner Brothers movies, though. That's why they're up there. <laughs> These are movies that uh, Warner Brothers has the rights to. So it's funny because, uh, like, you see the Talon later. You see the outside of the Talon, and for some reason, the Talon showing the Lost Boys as well.
1: The ta- oh, is that the movie? Yeah, the movie theater. theater. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, it's the Talon because it's the crows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everything is like. Bird related
0: yeah. um, I, uh, A couple notes I made here about Lana's Storyline I mean I love that she's like You know she's she's not perfect At serving drinks that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> I love when Lex Gets the wrong drink from her he's just like Well
1: and he's just and he's okay with It because I think see he's smitten With her <laughs> he would never tell Her that she did something wrong <laughs> uh,
0: I also uh, Chloe Has some ongoing snark through these episodes uh, about Lana that I just kept on thinking that you're grinning as these these crack cracks are coming out
1: well I mean I don't necessarily want to you know I don't want to see I don't hate Lana that much I don't want to see I don't want to see Chloe be so low uh, so childish that she would enjoy seeing Lana in misery and
0: uh, yeah, I just the end of the episode. I mean I just following Lana's thread here, like the end of the episode where Clark and Lana are screaming together is just, that's just classic Smallville.
1: That's yeah like
0: an overhead shot. That's sweet. Just, yeah. um, we have uh, we have Lex wanting to run the fertilizer plant number three his own way and we get a uh, mm-hmm. we get a guest appearance uh, by Jason Connery, son of Sean, who's playing uh, Dominic Senatori. Who is like Lionel sent to talk? To oh wow! Yeah, I don't. Uh, he's not like a big actor, but it's just interesting that he's Sean Connery's son. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: um,
0: huh. And this whole like fire 20 percent of this, these people, and uh, then we have our first non flashback appearance of Lionel. Who gets into this great fencing match with Lex and I was just super glad I mean i I read I read up about it and those that's indeed mostly that them fencing together I mean
1: yeah I was really surprised like uh they didn't they weren't wearing masks right? it was actually the yeah and and
0: uh you know they were the i the I think the director was like very surprised he asked um John Glover if he could do that roll over the pool table and he totally did that yeah so.
1: Well because he's a classically trai- Trained theater yeah. actor Who's trained in in uh,
0: I mean you gotta do If you're doing well, Shakespeare you gotta learn how to fence <laughs>
1: Exactly
0: <laughs> um, But yeah Lionel like wins But Lex ends up doing his own thing anyway <laughs> And I love Every once in a while there's just this great ominous Lex Luthor line that Lex drops And the one in this episode is Dad you have no idea what I'm capable of <laughs>
1: It's like, mm-hmm. So, so it's it's almost like Lex is at odds with the potential of him being evil, mm-hmm. and he he could go either way.
0: He's really hard to figure out. Even on the rewatch or the fourth or fifth rewatch, he's hard to figure out. Here, yeah, Blake.
1: he's yeah uh, he's very interesting, very weird, and mm-hmm. he's got this cl- conflict.
0: So, uh, now's the part we should talk about the Freak of the Week Coach Walt Arnold Played by Dan Loria from The Wonder Years Who played Jack Arnold In The Wonder Years Kind of weird
1: <laughs>
0: uh, huh. Yeah, did, did you ever watch The Wonder Years?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did Yeah, yeah he,
0: was, he was Kevin Arnold's father, Jack And, um He's very, very scary here,
1: I think <laughs> Yeah because, you know, you probably didn't play sports, but that's the way coaches are.
0: Yeah, yeah. They get very invested in, you know, and especially this is like extra invested. This is like his 200th win he wants, you know. Yeah. Um, Eric, I love the, the football sequence at the beginning of the episode and the rain, the really rainy football sequence. And um, it's got a great needle drop out. I'll say at the end of the, it's at the end of my notes here, um, but Eric Johnson, who plays Whitney, uh, said he was not great at high school football, but he <sighs> loves how awesome he looks <laughs> in these opening <laughs> sequence.
1: Yeah, I like the uh, the fans. They're like real blurry.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's so funny. Like uh, you know, as they're trying to figure out this show. You know, it's funny to see how they somehow get the freak of the week going here, and so you're just like looking for them. Okay, where's the meteor rock? Where's the meteor rock going to be in this? And this one, uh, he's, this guy's burning meteor rocks. It's like coal, and
1: just inhaling in his, in his sweat, in, in his sun, yeah, yeah,
0: and inhaling the green smoke.
1: <laughs> just like really, like you, you see
0: it's green, right? Don't don't inhale that. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's just a part of the town now mm-hmm. It's just, you know, they're so used to it I guess it. so
0: um, Yeah, they must have had it, like, tested, you know I I mean, that stuff's everywhere But mm-hmm. I guess if they tested it, wouldn't they know that it would have some sort of effect? I don't know Like, for instance, it's burned here But they
1: they, they have nothing to test it against yeah. It's an alien substance from some unknown place, so there's nothing to... Like, Like, what do they test it for? Right,
0: right. I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, this show could have went in a way where it's like the third season, you find out that there's this mayor that's, that knows all about the meteor rocks and trying to keep it covered up the entire time, while uh-huh. trying to be the most powerful being in Smallville. But that's another show. Um, uh, uh, I... Um, Hiro, Hiro Kanagawa... Uh, guest stars here as the principal principal Juan who we know <gasps> from, uh, as
1: Abby. Abby. yes that's Yes, this is how we know this is a Canadian show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Suzuki he was also in the X-Files a couple times
1: uh-huh.
0: probably tons of um, things but
1: yeah oh yeah lots of other things it's
0: definitely weird Walt keeps like setting fire to things and everybody's like wow that's weird. And just kind of like walking away. <laughs> like that dude just set fire with his mind. Are you going to like do anything? And I love when he sets first sets fire to his desk. There's like this Jaguar sound. It's like, wow. like where the hell is that coming from? <laughs> um, ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh yeah. Football player throws a ball right at Chloe's head and Clark catches it and hurls it right back. Oh uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But people really weren't noticing, you know, I like that people really didn't see yeah. it.
0: The coach saw it though. Coach, coach gets uh, it like totally like peer pressures Clark into it, and right in front of Lana. And so that's pretty much why Clark joins the team is because he wants to impress Lana, even though Lana's not <laughs> impressed by it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pompous coach. His winnings are more important than education. Yada, yada, yada. Um. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, like, does it? Uh... That's a very it's a very cliched coach, Mm -hmm. or is it just me? No, no, no. is it just coaches that I've seen?
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I think you know, we've always seen and you know that that as a trope is the coach that'll do anything to get the win. You know, the corrupt coach.
1: Well, no, but coaches, uh, because they're kind of like type A personality people, they scream and yell and cuss at the students at the players.
0: Um, yeah, yeah um, So he, We see that he's been abusing this one player Trevor um, Who I have to say the actor David Patecow, uh Appears in season 8 as a different character But um, He was in Final Destination 2 Disturbing Behavior um, And this character was originally going to be Whitney Until they realized like, Man, we keep beating Whitney up <laughs> So ah. Let's try a different football player for now um so the coach sets Chloe's office on fire. Um mm-hmm. and I have to say um Alice and Mac did her own stunt with the uh getting the coat off of her, the flaming coat off of her. And she oh
1: said she, uh, yeah. Um,
0: she said she got her hand like stuck in the sleeve, so Clark literally saved her <laughs>
1: in that scene. Oh
0: uh, and uh she was very worried because she's she has to wear a lot of hairspray for that, that hairdo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I keep when I see her hair, I think, God, oh, you have to wear that same hair yeah. for ten years. <laughs> you can't grow your hair oh, out. It's her hair changes.
0: She doesn't wear the same hair all the time. I think her hair changes quite a bit uh, during the years.
1: Really? <laughs> okay. I mean, it's
0: not like I don't think she ever grows it long and puts puts it in pigtails or anything. But it's not like <laughs> short and sticking up all the time.
1: Well, it's it's got that little flipped out thing right mm-hmm. now. But it seems to have that same basic bob yeah, structure to it.
0: Um, yeah, well, she could always just pull it back into a ponytail and just Felicity it for the rest of the series. You know? uh,
1: <laughs> With the same glasses, the same yeah. lipstick, even the, the same pink, pink lipstick, even though she's wearing a red dress. <laughs> that bothers me.
0: Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, there's not much else here to talk about Clark, the Clark and yeah. Walt fight, uh, Jonathan saves him and then is immediately knocked out of Waltz. So it's like, oh, score one for Jonathan's knockout. Uh, um, um, and again, he doesn't get, Clark doesn't kill Walt. He self Walt self immolates in the showers. So, <sighs> uh, Last minute trivia uh, 9-11 actually occurred during the filming of this episode And all the planes were grounded So um, Annette O'Toole Had her husband Michael McKeon Drive to and from
1: Wait a minute, Michael McKeon? Yeah. Like From Better Call Saul? Yeah. Like Chuck? Yeah. Like Spinal Tap Michael yeah. McKeon? Like Laverne and Shirley Michael They're McKeon. an
0: awesome Hollywood couple, they're still together <laughs> And um uh he uh drove back and forth to Vancouver to pick her up because all the planes were down, and she says that it was during this car drive that the two composed the songs that would later show up in a mighty wind, including a, a Kiss oh. the, the rainbow which netted the couple an academy award nomination
1: so she writes music I guess too. so i
0: didn't know this either, so
1: I love a mighty wind. I, I think that was the first I saw it before I saw Spinal Tap mm-hmm. or any of the others, and I—that's my favorite. I think it's the best. I
0: really love Best in Show, and I—I um, I didn't like Mighty Wind as much, but you know, just knowing this bit of information, I feel like I need to rewatch it.
1: <laughs> well, I just recently watched Best in Show, and it was just okay. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> Uh, so best best needle drops of the episode, I got to say uh, Zed's song "Renegade Fighter" during the opening football game. I'm a lover, I'm a renegade fighter. Um <laughs> Gorilla's Clint Eastwood, which is in every show it seems. Um, Some 41's motivation, <laughs> which plays during Clark's football game, and uh, fuels bad day, which uh, plays at the coffee house. So I'm I'm. I'm I'm gathering these, I'm going to make myself a playlist Because there's lots of Smallville playlists Out there, but not all of them have like Every one of my favorite songs
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) X-Ray Okay, this was interesting Because This featured One of my favorite things In genre television When an actor gets To play a different character Or Ah, a very different Version of the, of their character
0: mm-hmm. Yeah we had uh, Eric Johnson and Kristen Crook Playing like Possessed versions of themselves uh, Right Who else? Oh, oh oh, yeah Clark Clark in the truck uh, Which is pretty yeah. funny To see him trying to run his mother down <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor of course Michael Rosenbaum And yes watching that first scene Did you Realize anything weird was going on when Lex, like, went into the bank and, you know? Uh,
1: I thought. I thought either something has happened with uh, Luther Industries, uh-huh. Luther Corp., or this is like a shapeshifter <laughs> or something. I knew something. From all my years of watching genre television. <laughs> I knew, I knew it had to be some kind of shapeshifter or something.
0: I love how he plays uh, Possessed or shapeshifted Lex because uh, or Tina Lex, I should say, um, because it, it, it's just slightly girly, you know. It, it, and it's like very like it's also like he's playing it slightly girly, but also like like as if she he's a teenage girl trying to pretend to not be as nervous <laughs> as he feels. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like overly cheery. cheery. I don't know. And then uh, pulls a gun and runs um, You do know who plays Tina Greer, right? Yeah
1: uh, Hold on, I'm looking up her name I can't ever remember her name (laughs) What's her name? Lizzie Kaplan
0: Lizzie Kaplan Uh, Yeah, one of my favorites uh, That I love seeing She's in uh, Freaks and Geeks, Mean Girls, Party Down Cloverfield and uh, most recently Masters of Sex.
1: Yeah, she's very good
0: um, Oh, True Blood, too, yeah
1: she- Oh, yeah, True Blood, yeah But those were the, that was like the bad season <laughs> <laughs> Or when it was getting bad uh, Um, Oh, crap, what was I going to say? Oh, it, and it was uh, amazing how much she looked like Kristen Crook Yeah uh, I mean, like, they didn't look like sisters or twins or anything what? But, uh
0: but you can tell, like, she's you know, trying to make herself look like her because she wants to be her mm-hmm. or be like her sister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she fixes her hair, like, parts her hair down the middle and fixes her hair like hers. Uh, a
0: little bit of trivia before we get into the episode, though. Uh, James Frawley directs this. He directed 28 episodes of The Monkeys and The Muppet Movie. <laughs> so the guy who directed The Muppet Movie Ooh. directed this episode of Smallville. Um. Also uh, written by Mark Verheiden, um, who wrote a bunch of Smallville. I'm just getting him out of the way. He went on to write and produce Battlestar Galactica, Heroes, and Daredevil.
1: What's his name? Mark Verheiden. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that that name sounds very familiar. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, In reading their discussions about... I mean, I have a Smallville guide, so there's stuff about them talking about... uh, um, what when is into this episode They said this is the last episode Where they had like separate B stories They said they didn't really like the previous episode Because like all the stories were Could have been just in their own episode And they said that this one They got right They had a bunch of B stories Dovetailing into the A story And that's more like what they wanted to do with Smallville
1: Yeah I really like it Instead of it being so Here's your basic Freak of the Week story That's so Bland mm-hmm. and simple, and then there's some charactery stuff. I like that there's there's, there's uh, there seems to be more charactery stuff than Freak of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. It just seems to all go blend together instead of it being separate. Yeah, I I also yeah, I like think it. that
0: like you know we are in like the first season we're getting to know these characters, so it's like almost like everything they're doing is new to us. <laughs> So maybe in like yeah. the fifth season be are like, okay, here we go <laughs> But maybe not, I don't know um, uh, So, uh, yeah, I've found the themes of this Being like wanting to be somebody else Tina wants to be Lana Lana and Clark just want to be normal people uh, Lex just wants to not be associated With his younger self And um, And a bit of uh, People wanting Lana to be who they perceive her to be And not who she actually is <laughs> Like, Tina wants Lana as a lover. Nell wants Lana to be, like, the perfect version of her mother that didn't actually exist. And, uh, and Clark just wants Lana to be in love with him. And, oh,
1: uh, well, and everybody wants Lana to be a cheerleader. She's, like, she's supposed to be the cheerleader because her mother was. And Chloe wants to think
0: that Lana is just some dumb cheerleader, too. She just, like, it's so funny. Some of her, um, dismissals were, they're kind of funny, but, it's like when she says, "Like oh, here comes a pom pom brigade!" Wow. You know, it's like, it's like, it's it's chuckle worthy, but it's also like, well, oh, that, does, that doesn't sound like Lana at all. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's kind of like, kind of like unpopular, mm-hmm. where uh, uh, Sam thought she knew who. Who were those people again?
0: <laughs> the Glamazons.
1: Brooke. Sam thought she knew who Brooke was. She, like, type, typecasted her as this simple, black-and-white right. popular girl. And that's – Chloe does not know Lana at all. She just thinks she does.
0: Chloe is very Sam-like. <laughs> it's funny to think it that yeah. way. I I, th- I got a chuckle, you know – because again, in the first podcast, and you know, I, it sounds like you're starting to come around on Lana. But in the first podcast, you were talking about we were, we were both having kind of a laugh of how perfect Lana's life is. And in this first scene, like Tina arguing with her mother's, like the mother's like nobody's life is perfect. And then Tina whirls around, she's like, Lana's is. <laughs> you know, I just thought that that made me laugh. Just thinking about our previous discussion.
1: <laughs> Yeah, maybe the writers realized what they were doing When they had uh, You know, her drop her homecoming Queen crown yeah. Into a, a drawer Maybe they realized how ridiculous that uh, was And they were commenting on themselves Or even just, like,
0: just commenting on the fact That it doesn't seem like Lana Appreciates this as much as like, People think she does I don't know uh, mm-hmm. so, so Tina kills her mom and then Impersonates her mom um, I love that when she's this this ability brings up questions for me, just like the impersonation, like the height change. I guess she can change her bone structure to make her height different, hair come out different ways, and uh and even the voice is like exactly like the person's voice. Like I don't know when she met Lex Luthor before impersonating Lex Luthor, but uh, she's got his, got his voice down. But I thought it was funny that uh also she has this fight with her mother and she says clearly Lana um but when um uh Martha asks uh uh Tina impersonating her mom um where Tina is she says that Tina is at Lana's <laughs> I was like so she even like picks up accents as well interesting <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, God What? Sorry, I ran into the wall <laughs> <laughs> It sounded loud to me
0: <coughs> Not editing that one out That was too funny <laughs> <laughs> So Tina's born with a soft bone disease That got better after the meteor shower There's your Freak of the Week Um Um and, uh, da, 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 da. we have, uh, I don't know, um, what else? Tina, for practicing Lana's signature, um, um, discovers also that Clark is checking her out and, um, and gets, uh, and, and then shows up at the loft as Lana. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and this, and this, like, harkens back to his dream that he had, that she was yeah. there. yeah. And oh, his wish is coming true. He gets to kiss Lana, and then boom, he realizes it's all right. And
0: then just gets thrown right through a wall. <laughs> uh, oh, I uh, thought i give a shout out to Mitch Costerman, who plays Deputy Ethan Miller in this uh, first episode, but in the next time you see him, he's playing Sheriff Ethan, Ethan Miller. He had a bunch of X Files guest appearances, pretty much. Everybody who guests on Smallville has either been on the X Files or Da Vinci's Inquest or like Mitchell, both.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so there's that.
1: And I think this guy, there's like a producer for uh, Supernatural that I-, I wonder if this this guy's brother or something. Hmm. I don't
0: know. I'm sure he's been in Supernatural. Um. Uh, oh yeah, another weird thing. You know. She's a shapeshifter, but, like, for some reason, like, she shapeshifted it and seemed to be taking on other people's clothing as well. But for some reason, she needed Whitney's jacket. So it's like, does she actually
1: Uh, need clothes (laughs) or not? I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Uh, okay. Uh Clark brings Pete to investigate the antique shop I love Pete's little thing He's like, oh man, you're supposed to bring Chloe along for this. I do guy stuff, I, we talk girls and football Chloe, this is Chloe's <laughs> guy <laughs> uh, This whole, like, why are we friends? And Pete says, because even when I think you're whacked I show up ready to rumble
1: <laughs> <It's a great sighs> Yeah, he's real cute <laughs> uh,
0: So they find Tina's mom And then immediately it's like, Lana <laughs> yeah, So we, uh, I was, I again had a chuckle thinking about the previous episode, uh, previous podcast, because we have Lana talking to her mom at the grave again, but it's for reasons that we'll get into after, after we finish up Tina's plotline here. But, uh, uh-huh. um, Tina shows up and tells Lana that, uh, she has no right to be unhappy. You don't deserve your life. I do. Which is interesting. And, uh, and I made a note here, I was like, oh, here's a... We have a big fight with Clark on the Buffy set. <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I was looking up trivia afterwards, and they, they... The producers were like, oh, yeah, this is, is as if we're shooting Buffy at, for this scene, you know? And then we tried to make it more like Terminator, because they're t- both really strong. So they're, like, sh- throwing each other through gravestones and stuff. Um, but, uh... Anyway... Um, what happens to Tina? He just gets she's thrown against a tree, and I forget what happens. I do yeah, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she <laughs> lives though. Um, but there's a side plot about Lana finding out about her mother. What'd you think about that? What oh, did you think of Aunt Nell's cake? Holy cow! What a cake! <laughs> a cake. Did you see? Well, I, I guess it. I, I focused on it because it looked yummy but she was like making this cake when Lana finds her mom's journal and it's just this giant like three-tiered cake. Uh,
1: um so she finds the journal what does the journal say?
0: Well Lana's really upset because Aunt Nella has portrayed her mother as, as having this super happy life and it turned out that um uh mom uh wasn't a big fan of Smallville, always wanted to get out and even dropped a final "fu" with the, uh, graduation speech. <laughs> it was like, I never made a difference here, but maybe my children will, you know? So, um, uh, but by the way, we find out that, uh, uh, Lana's mother, Laura, her maiden name is Potter. And I was like, is this an homage to Joey Potter? <laughs> but, uh, I looked up in my, uh, Superman encyclopedia and yes, I have one. And, um, that's actually her maiden name
1: <laughs> so. Oh so it's Conical Canonical 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 Okay
0: Um Uh so yeah I Lana gets Chloe's help to find Her mother's speech and Chloe finds it On an audio tape and gives it to her But um I love Chloe's uh, line here As Lana's asking What she's doing at the Torch it, And Chloe's like I'm writing my semi-annual Where are, where are our priorities editorial <laughs> I was like That's very <laughs> that's very much Chloe um, And so yeah She plays the speech in the truck And the rain's falling And this episode ends But um, We have to definitely talk about Clark's x-ray vision Which you
1: Yes Oh because like we were talking about Last week How Clark would be A better man than to watch uh, (laughs) Than to watch Lana disrobe Not if Not uh -uh. not if
0: Ula La's Playing on the soundtrack
1: (laughs) He's a typical 16 year
0: old boy Of course So uh, yeah Clark sees Lana naked Problematic (laughs) <laughs> I did catch the little bit of uh, uh, wittiness, the fact that uh, when Clark first uses his x ray vision, it's after uh, Tina throws him through the display window of a glasses shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like laying there in a bunch of glasses all over the place, and there his vision starts working. Maybe um, if Jen Wynn is following along, maybe she got a kick out of that too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Clark sees uh, Pete's muscular structure And, uh, he drops to the Like, from, like, ten feet up Onto the hard floor, and they're like, Clark, you okay? (laughs) It's like If he's not super Superhuman, like, wouldn't, like, several bones Be broken? I just used to be scared about climbing the rope in the gym I
1: don't think I ever did (laughs) Shoot Did you ever climb the rope? There's no way Good lord, no Even at my strongest, I'm uh you know we used to um kneeboard you know what no. that is like it's not skiing but you get up on your knees on a kneeboard mm-hmm. i could never do that i can't pull myself up i'm weak <laughs> i have no upper body strength <laughs> i could not pull myself up a rope <sighs> but yeah that looked that looked like it could really hurt him falling from that mm-hmm. height
0: and yeah it's it's cool that he sees like the muscular structure and the x-ray vision cuz they said That um, the producers said that they wanted to show Clark's X-ray vision as actual X-ray vision. Like they said that in previous incarnations of Superman, like anytime it shows this X-ray vision, it's just seeing through things. Which it it doesn't, you know, when he looks at Tina's locker. But they wanted to show that he could actually see like bones and...
1: They wanted to sh- to have rules for this yeah. power instead of it just doing what they needed to do mm-hmm. when they needed when they needed to do it. Right?
0: How about that little joke between Clark and Jonathan, where Jonathan's trying to train him? He's like, "What's in my hand?" He's like, "Your pocket knife."
1: Because <laughs> it's always in your front pocket, or <laughs> that something big like that.
0: goopy smile that Clark
1: has. At the end the- <laughs> that is that is really sweet. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, his parents starting to figure out that you know he's got to do the hero thing. He Clark tells his parents he's the only one who can stop Tina because he's the only one who can see, you know, who she is, see beyond the mask or whatever.
1: But she's made of the stuff that makes him weak. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's the thing though. You you he got he has to uh, be exposed to some straight up meteor rock and. Also, by the way, you'll notice as you watch the series, he has to see the meteor rock for it to affect him. If he just walks by with his eyes closed <laughs> or, or like, for instance, Landa's <laughs> necklace is, like, in her shirt and not exposed, it won't bother him at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> uh, as soon as he sees it, though, like, in Hourglass, he looks down at the koi pond and all of a sudden he's like, whoa! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have looked down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if somebody's affected by Meteor Rock I don't, it, that's, it doesn't affect him It just means that they're Powerful enough to fight him um, Oh, okay uh, I like how Clark kind of identifies With Tina here as well He's She's going through her life with a secret And see people around you having the perfect life And just wanting to be somebody else So, I like Clark Kent's empathy Um Oh, and Martha notices that Clark's pining for Lana at the end of this, and he says, "Mom, if you could see anything, what would you do?" And she says, "Learn to close my eyes." Oh, Martha. Um, and the last bit here is is Lex. It's just basically this guy, Roger Nixon, shows up. Um, I, I love when he shows up. Lex shows up at the Kent's house, and he's like, "I promise, I'm not a criminal, criminal mastermind." <laughs> but yeah, Roger Nixon tries to. Uh, blackmail him. He's got some sort of juvenile record that has to do with something called Club Zero stuff. Um, Okay. um, And then Lex pretty much threatens to erase his entire identity, which, you know, goes along with the identity themes in this episode, I think. Uh, And then says he wants to figure out why he's still alive. Clark, uh, we see that Lex has kept the car.
1: uh Uh-huh. That's weird. And he said some people look over it to see uh, and so he's figured out uh, that
0: yeah, like he brings Clark up. down there. Something's up during Hourglass, mm-hmm. and says that he like who, the the hood wouldn't have been ripped open by just that crash. It something had to have ri- ripped the hood open. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, just the Talon shows up in this episode. Well, we see the Talon. We see the Lost Boys is playing there. Friday Night Monster Fest. I just wrote down, I want to live in Smallville Because it's like that classic movie theater (laughs) You see in the 50s and 60s You know, like those single movie Uh, Best Needle Drops in this episode Alien Ant Farms Movies Plays during the bank robbery And uh, Shelby Lynn's Wall in Your Heart Is a nice little sentimental ballad I like that is playing When Lana is uh, listening to The tape in the truck So, yeah uh, anything more to say about X-Ray?
1: Mmm. It was good. I liked Lizzie it. Lizzie Kaplan.
0: I like Lizzie Kaplan.
1: Lizzie Kaplan. Yep.
0: Uh, cool. <laughs> the episode title. Cool. It's cool.
1: <laughs> okay, now this one was pretty interesting. Yeah. What'd
0: you think? Tell me, t- talk to me. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> just that, uh, how that, uh, Chloe had more of a, a part. Yeah. In this, because oh, a guy is showing her some attention and asked for her telephone number. This was back when people called each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And not many people had cell phones, too. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's kind of weird here. You know, uh, you don't think Chloe would be kind of smitten with somebody who is clearly a slime ball. Show yeah, me. you'd
1: think that she'd be smart enough To see it coming But it's almost like, I don't care yeah. I don't care if he's a slimeball I know he's a slimeball, but he's showing me some attention So
0: Yeah, yeah Um uh, She drops she drops several Superman references in this In her storyline I like when she says, what are you, from an ice planet? It's freezing out here And then like you <laughs> see that's it's Krypton Um I love the scene where she's, uh, you know, Clark and Pete are just like Pete's like you gotta get over Lana. Why just try dating Chloe or something? You know, and she's just like what? Um. And uh, and you know she says treat me better. Um, but she also says I'm no Crash Test Dummy, and uh, uh, she says that because uh, Crash Test Dummies actually put out a hit single called Superman Song, which I posted the video in the Facebook group. But- mm. Uh, when she shows up Her va- fashion advice She tells Clark That blue is A good color on him mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh and she plays The sweet sweet sounds Of dial up f- At the torch Oh It's just music To my ears
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I love it Best song Yeah how did we Get anything done <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: true how did, just do, how
1: did we do anything uh, I remember when The first time I got on the internet And remember that Thing just spinning and spinning oh, yeah. And spinning just Waiting for that <laughs> little man to run from the AOL place <laughs> Come on Yeah
0: um, Yeah and I, I Love that she's you know She's not afraid to be like uh, Smitten with this guy and it's like Yeah he's hot like It's you know I can use Use a guy too you know um, And then she's like I'm, not, I'm just On a fact finding mission with him and that at the end of the episode, when you know she's like staring at Jenna's memorial, and it gave me some Thirteen Reasons Why pangs. By the way,
1: yeah, uh,
0: I was like, they let little open flame candle memorials in high school back then. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Chloe's clearly embarrassed here, and almost like, man, that could have been me. You know, how, how mm-hmm. and that uh, she's going to do an in-depth background check for the next person. Um so yeah, I like Chloe having her own little thing. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. and I liked that scene with what's her name, Jenna? Yeah. I liked that whole the shower scene and he comes and attacks her. I mean that was great. Yeah. She was in, that actress was interesting. Uh-huh. I don't
0: I didn't write her name down, but uh yeah. I like that it's like you know, I don't think I didn't see it written down anywhere, but it's clearly an homage to Psycho. Um, Mm. but I love how he like grabs the shower head and sleet just starts pouring from it and she (laughs) falls into the shower curtain to, of course, you know, cover herself up. But also that's what happened to Marion, uh, crane in psycho spoilers. Um, and, um, yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. He kisses her, absorbs her, her energy. And then she just falls and explodes.
1: Yeah, and that's that 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 guy's character was he would uh, go from girl to girl, getting what he could, just using them. So that kind of goes along with the he's using them to absorb absorb their heat. Right.
0: This is uh, according to uh, my book. Uh, it says this is the first story where they determined that. The meteor rock is going to enhance the sin of the afflicted. So the cool kid mm. becomes literally cool, and he's also a user. So he sucks the energy from you. Mm. But um, I mean, I think they had it down for the previous two. I mean, the coach was a hothead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tina Greer clearly wanted to be somebody else. Wanted to be Lana, especially.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. uh I also, this is uh, this episode is originally titled "Freeze." But they figured cool is also a term for being popular So that worked better This is the only mm. episode of Smallville Directed by James A. Konsner, um, Who you might recognize Because he directed like every Whedon show And several episodes of each one of them mm. uh, Written by Michael Green Who most recently was written writing on American Gods, Green Lantern, Logan Blade Runner 2049 And Murder on the Orient, Orient Express So he's, a, he's kind of a big time Writer. Two
1: thousand forty nine.
0: Yeah, the Blade Runner sequel. What is it? this year? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Freak of the Week is called Sean Kelvin. Kelvin being a unit of temperature measurement. Mhm. Uh, speaking of, when they go and do the the nurse takes his temperature. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a Canadian thermometer because. Uh, thirty-seven degrees is way too low on Fahrenheit, uh, but uh, thirty-seven point five degrees Celsius is a perfectly normal body temperature. <laughs> so I love that. Uh, hopefully that's correct. I just read. I just wrote that down from the trivia. I didn't do any math, but I'll let the listeners correct me if so. In uh,
1: thirty-seven, I don't know. I get confused with. Temperatures
0: Go ahead uh, Smallville had an online newspaper called the Smallville Ledger If anybody has copies of this Please send them to me Be- And apparently <laughs> like, for weeks before this They were doing rumors of a kid Named Sean Kelvin um, You know, mentioning him in there um, uh, Oh yeah We see Crater Lake for the first time And I love the sign, it's like no swimming No fishing and no skating <laughs> Like, here's a giant lake, stay away from it. (laughs) Which I guess is a good thing, because apparently if you die in it, you can be affected by a meteor rock. And, uh... Uh, what else? I don't know, there's not a lot to say about Sean. I feel like... Uh, the, the big problem I think with Sean Is at the end where uh, Clark punches him into like a pond By uh, outside the Luther Mansion and it just Kind of freezes over and what Like he's He's still there or what happened to him <laughs> Did he actually kill him <laughs> Like and, and apparently the producers hated that Ending too <laughs>
1: mm. Said
0: they were still struggling with Clark Not killing but still fighting a bad
1: guy In every episode how would they get rid of him? Yeah, her?
0: yeah. Um, this is also the episode where uh, Lex offers to help the Kents with their budget, with their money problems. Um,
1: yeah, this is pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: And it turns out at the end that he's really is just kind of looking out for Clark. He wants to ensure that Clark's future is going to be set, you know. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, when Martha nearly chainsaws Lex Luthor, (laughs) like almost (laughs) stopped. Yeah, uh, he says, uh, uh, "Good thing you didn't have an arc welder," uh, which is a strange thing to say because a chainsaw is a pretty um, scary thing as well. But I guess it's a reference to uh, Lois and Clark, where uh, uh, Martha Kent in that show was an artist who used an arc welder to make metal sculptures. So trivia, trivia, trivia.
1: I never. Never watched Lewis and Clark. Never saw a scene of it. I
0: watched a f- uh, maybe like half of the first season. Probably a few when it originally aired, but I do not remember it. And uh, every time I try watching, I'm like, "Oh man, this is kind of cheesy." I don't. Yeah, you know, I can't like binge it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I love that Lex is. Uh, he's like says about Whitney to Clark that a high school boyfriend isn't a husband. He's an obstacle. <laughs> What shit you
1: know. wait do what now
0: Lex tells Clark that
1: oh Lex the, yeah. tells Clark that uh, oh oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and that uh, Clark pretty much repeats it when uh, the Kents are wondering about oh you're getting like radiohead tickets and a limo like that's awful giving of uh, awful charitable of Lex and Jonathan is also kind of irritated because you know Lex has gone and uh sweet talked Martha into. Um, having a meeting about investing, and that it turns out that the Kens are the only ones that he asked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what else? I love that Pete ends up with the limo in the end. <laughs> <laughs> like out of all three of them, like Pete ends up with a girl <laughs> and <laughs> tickets to Radiohead <laughs> and a limo. Uh, and Lu- and Lex is a little, you know, he he looks into. The Kent's background He says that the father Supported the farm with government subsidies So don't like act like all Honorable or whatever Your dad pretty much asked for help Too you know you can ask for help as well And that uh Your son gave me a new life And that's I want to help With it um And he gets kind of irritated that Jonathan turns him down And uh yeah, sad ending here Because Clark has to stand up Lana To go I mean There's this this kind of thing where He can't tell Lana what he's doing Yeah And just for some reason he's He can't I just wish he'd like I wish he'd just like tell her
1: You know It would It would Really
0: uh, help a lot.
1: Oh, it's what uh, the show is going to get to the point kind of like Lost when you're like, just somebody tell somebody something. <laughs> it just makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think, you know, it's that usual thing where, like, if you're a superhero and you have a secret and people are villains and could come to hurt you, they could use your loved ones to hurt you as well. And yada, yada, yada.
1: Mm hmm. But yet again, Clark is out doing. The right thing And Lana ends up with Whitney Mm -hmm.
0: And he says Why do you even go out with him And she says he's always there He makes me feel safe And uh, we go to credits As Clark is just standing alone in the hall Uh, I do love that the guy had game though Like in the limo He's like doing card tricks And he uses x-ray vision to cheat (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was cute
0: Uh, uh, That's all I have to say about that episode Unless you have something uh-uh. Oh. drops in that episode, Eve 6, Re- Rescue Me at the High School Party, and, uh, Jewel's Standing Still, I believe is at the end of the episode. I'm a sucker for some Jewel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so the next episode is Hourglass, our last episode, um, which is directed by Chris Long, who was a director and producer on Lois and Clark, Gilmore Girls, and most recently, The Americans. And uh, written by Doris Egan. You might recognize she's written on House, but also uh, several episodes of Rain, your favorite show.
1: Oh, Rain. Rain. Yeah. Uh,
0: Freak of the Week, Harry Bolston, a.k.a. Harry Volk. Young Harry played by Eric Christian Olsen.
1: He seems very familiar
0: Uh, He's on NCIS LA now, um, but before he was in, uh, well, he was in the Thing remake. He was in True Calling. Um, I'm sure there was other things he's been in. Um, uh, But he actually, uh, according to trivia, was on the uh, the shortlist to play Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. Wow! Like an Anakin. So. Uh, Old Harry is uh, Much more interesting to me (laughs) um, Because he's played by George Murdoch Who was elder number two In the X-Files So he was always in those elder Uh scenes Uh, And in Star Trek V He played God (laughs) Uh, Huge career If there was a series in in the 60s Through the 80s He probably guessed it on it Like Gigantic IMDB credits um, do you know about, uh, the Greek mythology surrounding Cassandra? No. no. You want me to tell you about
1: it? <laughs> tell me about Cassandra.
0: <laughs> Cassandra was the, uh, daughter of King Priam of Troy. Priam. She was given the gift of prophecy by the god Apollo in exchange for physical intimacy But when she backed out of the deal last second, the angry God turned her gift into a curse by declaring that she would always be forced to tell the truth about what she sees, but no one would ever believe her. Now, a Cassandra is a person whose doom and gloom prophecies are not believed. Um, In fact, she predicted the fall of Troy and the Trojan War, which is uh, referenced in this episode. Um, but no one believed her She was the only person in Troy who did not rejoice When her countrymen rolled in the infamous Parting gift, uh, the Trojan horse So That is what they're referencing With uh, Cassandra uh, Cassandra Carver here mm. um, I have other stuff But what did you think of this episode?
1: It was pretty good yeah. I like that, uh, Lana is showing another layer mm-hmm. by, uh, volunteering at the retirement home.
0: Imagine if every high school kid had to do 30 hours of community service to graduate high school. Like, <laughs> like that just seems like, that's why Clark and Peter are there. I'm not sure if Lana was there be- be- because of that or also just wanting to volunteer.
1: I think she just wanted to volunteer because didn't she know, uh, Somebody There was Somebody she knew Like really really well hmm.
0: I forgot
1: I don't know I'd, Maybe it's all in my mind
0: I, I saw this a couple hours just, ago And I totally forgot that
1: I, I got the feeling That Lana is a regular That, yeah. that it's not her first time But uh, Lana's a good person but Steph. Uh, Yeah she's a good person <laughs> Whatever She's not that bad I don't hate her <laughs> Yes <laughs>
0: uh, Alright cool uh, uh, Harry uh, knows a lot about Smallville You could say that he's probably been uh, Researching Smallville for a long, long time to uh, Just in case he ends up uh, uh, Getting the chance to murder everybody that he can uh, But he says that the uh, Langs moved to Smallville in 1938 And that's the reference to the year that Superman was uh, created I love that Pete says, "What's the attraction to come into this nursing home?" And, like immediately they run into Lana. It's like, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry uh, falls into a pond with a bunch of like Christmas lights or whatever, and is electrocuted in the pond. I like that. Unlike uh, unlike Sean Kelvin, he fell into a lake with meteor rock and uh, was given powers. And I like that they had the combination Of the electricity Uh, you know Getting electrified in a, a pond Of, you know Meteor rock, I wonder if the koi fish in that pond Have any sort of powers too
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering, <laughs> are they gonna be like Monstrous the next time we see them They're gonna attack the city
0: yeah. Um And, uh, and Cassandra Has powers as well Because, uh She was like looking out on her field when The meteor rock The meteors hit her field and she was like Blinded So That's why she has powers
1: Oh okay Yeah. I
0: wanted to mention that the beanery Now has a conspiracy theory Up on its walls instead of Crossing the Lancy so I guess uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mel Gibson Julia Roberts Classic Uh, Um Um, what else? I I do like how evil, um, young Harry is and it's, it's crazy. It's like this whole like fantasy. I think of like older people, like, what would I do if I was ever like, what would I do differently if I was ever like young again? And
1: yeah, it must be because we get this a lot. We get this, you know, like with cocoon. Mm -hmm and
0: oh we we recently covered an episode of Angel where they switched bodies and he got to be the old guy got to be angel and he was like a super he got
1: great. to be yeah powerful yeah
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah harrys harry ha's got a big grudge he uh he was a serial killer, but he also like you know had a piano conservatory that he, you know it got cut short um because he uh Basically he got uh, He killed his piano teacher after they Passed him up or something like that So and then uh, So he's got a list of all the jurors that put him behind bars And uh, Until he was old and then he was put in a nursing home And so He goes off to Murder all the people that were The children of the jurors
1: Yeah I I like that this was a Mystery that they had to solve Mm -hmm. Yeah Like, it wasn't just straightforward, gotta beat this bad guy. It was, uh, they had to figure out what his motivation was.
0: Right. Like, why are they killing these random people? And it's the children of. Actually, I think he didn't kill the piano teacher. He killed the piano teacher's son. And that's what Mm -hmm. gave him the clue. Like, okay, so whose son is this? Whose daughter is that? Um. So, yeah, this whole thing is pretty creepy, you know? And especially when he like reverts back to being old for like a scene before repeating the accident, so he can go back out again. Uh, I think Eric Christian Olsen is great in this episode. He's he really is. He's he's good. Yeah. Um, and we have a uh, a classic scene where Harry, a uh, young Harry, tries stabbing Clark, and the the knife like shatters. I think that's in the credits. Or there's another. There's another scene where, like, Clark gets hit by a bat where the bat shatters that shows up in the opening credits, too. So maybe I'm getting it confused.
1: Well, and also, I think I just recently saw an episode of television where they tried to stab a monster and the blade, like, shattered into pieces. Yeah. Wasn't that on Angel?
0: Uh, um, uh, maybe in this week's episode that I haven't watched or rewatched yet. Like probably. Um,
1: uh oh! Somebody's coming to kill oh us. God. Oh no!
0: <laughs> Somebody <say> to me. <laughs> um, I like uh, Clark saving the waitress Zoe by like letting the truck pass over them, but like
1: his. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, like you said, the whole investigation here, I, I called uh Lana Pete and Clark the Scooby Gang. <laughs> just <'cause, laughs> yeah. uh, they're young kids and they're solid mysteries. Um uh, I like that Clark once like young Harry turns into old Harry, Clark is like so sure that he knows what's going on, he's just like, it's like I'll be watching you. So I like when Clark shows a little bit of that Superman side. Mm. Um, what else? Um, oh, here's a dialogue thing I hate in shows. Every once in a while it shows up, and I I just hate it every time. Okay, so I'm going to read the dialogue. Okay, Lana. Harry's gone. They found his wheelchair out by the koi pond half an hour ago. Clark. I saw some meteor rocks in that pond. Chloe. At least now we know he's doing the time warp, or how he's doing the time warp. Lana. What do you mean? Clark. I'll explain later. Like, can't you just simply say, like, the meteor <laughs> rock changes him into a young person. That's it. It's all... Lazy, lazy rat. Yeah, I know. It's like... I don't know. It's like, the writer's like, oh, we can't spend time telling Lana what's going on, even though Lana's clearly asking what's going on. I mean, I would most rather, like, Lana just going along with it than... Mm-hmm. And just thinking that, oh, she probably got filled in off-screen than having yeah. someone, like, pretty much, like, you know... Also, it's you know kind of mansplaining. It's like I'll I'll explain later, Lana. You don't need to know right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martha beats the bad guy at the end here. <laughs> Martha Kent, Martha Kent kills uh, uh, young, too old Harry. Uh, so Clark doesn't have to kill him. <laughs> How does she kill him? I can't remember. She cha- he chases her into a silo. And then she pulls a <gasps> little... Oh, yeah, and,
1: that's right.
0: It nearly is kills ha- her, too. Jonathan gives her a little bit of CPR.
1: Yeah. Were
0: you okay with that That CPR? was great.
1: That was good. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. Hey,
0: <laughs> Martha, you think I'd ever leave you two alone? <laughs> uh-huh. But I think the mo- the what's, what this episode is most memorable for, though, is the future visions. Um. The first one of course with Clark being surrounded by the gravestones of all the people that he loves.
1: Oh yeah. That was
0: and then That was great. And then Lex is at the end. Sadie, so not Alexa is at the end. It's the garage door.
1: It's
0: a garage it's door. The garage
1: door. <laughs> it happens every day. You'd think that should should know what's going on, yeah. but bit she like it, she's never heard it before. <laughs> Anyway, yes, okay, Clark, surrounded by tombstones. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's like a tragic, it's like a typical tragic superhero where, yeah, yeah, where my job is to save everybody and I can't, so is this really, it's really the future? Because she did foresee the future.
0: Mm-hmm. She also had this other to- thing where she sees, like, uh, a girl, like a little girl, like caught on a house fire, uh... The horse necklace, which we do see later Um, that was the waitress Zoe Um, but also Like a flip car, and I think a Flash of Chloe, like laying on the ground Bloody, it's like really Quick, um But, oh, it could Have been that waitress too, so I'm not sure if that's A flash of something in the future of The series, or Something, mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely didn't see a house on Fire and a little girl stuck in it, so Um, I'm, I'm Sure, that's something, but I like I like what Cassandra says here. Like I've read like lots of people, and they uh, so many of them seem to have you in their life. Like you have you have somehow helped them. So I think that's a a definite reference to the future. Um,
1: and then Lex, Lex as the president.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now this is the this is the part of the episode where you know you're watching it for the first time. I don't know about you, maybe but me I was just like, "Oh, it was like so like creepy like he's in the white house. He's well he first is like smelling like flowers and the flowers and wilt around him and then all of a sudden he's in the white house and then he's like getting like blood rain on him. Mhm. Uh
1: and so last week when I said that Lex was like Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. I, I just I had no you idea You were so right
0: Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking so of that right too, yeah. But it was at this time in the comic books when the show was on This time in the comic books, Lex is actually the president of the United States in the comic books And he also wore a glove on his uh, left hand, I think, or right hand To uh, hide the effects of like long-term exposure to kryptonite like he has held, He had held kryptonite so much That it, it affected his hand The like her Ooh. Yeah um, uh, Apparently in the like skull and bones scene Where you see skulls and bones around him You can also mm-hmm. see Batman's cape and cowl Among the rubble But I could mm-hmm. not see it This was just in the trivia I, I could not mm-hmm. see it though But most importantly of all The White House scenes That was filmed on the set of The West Wing
1: <laughs> so they took a trip to <laughs> California. Yep, yep. Yeah,
0: uh, they asked for <laughs> they permission to Canada. They, they said, sure. <laughs> so, uh, it's something interesting here, though. Um, Lexon, and actually, like. it seemed that Clark saw the vision that Cassandra saw, but when Lex is getting read, he says, What did you see? Okay, yeah, so it, I was like
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I think I remember so that it's like
0: he didn't like, he
1: didn't see it, what the heck Like, what makes What made Clark so special That Clark could see Yeah. See her vision But Lex couldn't I have no idea
0: <laughs> Yeah, all sorts of commotion going on We gotta wrap this episode up
1: Sorry, I had to let the dog in Because oh, okay. I guess it's gonna rain Because the dog has to come in every time it rains <laughs>
0: Uh, and I like that because I mean I don't like, but I I thought it was you know like a kind of a scary Lex Luthor ending. <laughs> the fact that she dies after seeing his vision, so it's more like Lex seeing that whatever she saw was so terrible <laughs> that it killed her. You
1: know? <laughs> know? So it's
0: kind of like oh shit. You know? That Lex
1: becomes so evil uh-huh. that he affects so much. Yeah. He's able to affect uh, yeah. the world.
0: Uh, the only other note I have about this episode is the best needle drop, which was Gorilla's Five Slash Four, which is the song that's oh. playing while Terry's at the Beanery. Some good tunes they play in the oh, Beanery.
1: Oh, uh, he's, tri- he's? Oh, this is where the kids congregate. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he calls wait- the waitress doll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm, I wrote a joke down here. I don't know if it's tasteless or not. But I'll say it anyway. I um, that uh, when Lex first f- sees Cassandra out in the courtyard, she's reading the Brailley Planet. Because <laughs> it's, it's Braille, and it sounds like uh, Brailley. Planet. Uh, okay. Okay.
1: Um, and that's it. I that wasn't tech at all.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, that's it for that episode. Do you want to hear some other trivia that I've written down? Sure From last week I'll, I'll run through it really quick It's not, not a lot This show was almost Going to be shot In Australia
1: <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah
0: They were originally Planning expensive.
1: it That's so expensive
0: Yeah well, I guess the Tax credits are good You know um, But apparently They wanted to go to Vancouver for a more Middle American setting And, <laughs> uh, uh, and The last huge show To really shoot there Was The X-Files So Really? Uh, the school is The school exterior is Vancouver Technical And the interior is Templeton Secondary And they actually shot the school scenes During school hours The bell would ring And the cast and crew would just step aside And let the the kids get to their classes And then, yeah Um And it actually affected their school colors. They had um, different school colors until their school was repainted red and yellow for the Smallville Crows. So they just ended up changing their school colors (laughs) to red and yellow anyway, just so they wouldn't have to repaint it.
1: Because they got a free uh, paint job.
0: Uh, Also getting a free paint job is the people that own the house that the Kent Farm is in. Uh, They didn't have a yellow house, and so they repainted it yellow and apparently the husband didn't like it but the wife did so <laughs> uh luther mansion we've seen that before that's hatley castle um it's the mansion that's in the x men movies it's also oliver queen's mm. mansion in arrow really so if you ever see like especially like first season of arrow the oliver queen's always going to lex luthors <laughs> mansion <laughs> um they said, in Vancouver, you're always fighting the gray. That works for X-Files, but not for Smallville. We want bright colors. So they yeah. really had to work on their colors. They said at home, they wanted um, warm and gentle earth tones. They wanted Clark always in red, yellow, or blue, the colors of Superman. They said, any colors, any colors, if he wears any other colors, it really looks strange. It does, it does kind of stick out. There is a couple episodes where he's wearing something different. It's like, huh?
1: Well, even the the shirt that he wore to the uh, Radiohead concert, yeah. or the concert that he was trying to go to, when Chloe said that he looked good in blue, yeah. yes, it was a blue shirt, but it was like a like a it was just like a, a plaid light blue shirt, hmm. and also it was kind of big on him. Yeah, and I wonder. I was, you know, we're talking about it. I think that they're trying to do oh, is that. we watching the. Yeah, he is a little bit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he enjoyed Dawson's Creek, and he in, he uh, didn't uh, enjoy Popular. He oh, did. Uh, I mean, except you. and he enjoyed my so-called oh, good. And <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I think that they're doing the same thing they did to Nicholas, Brandon, Sadie. Shut up now! Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Stop. <laughs> Okay, where Nicholas Brendan, they would put those big duffy clothes on him to make him look just slouchy uh, and not attractive. Right. And I think that they're trying to make Clark look less hot. Yeah, like, like less Abercrombie and Finch model looking.
0: Yeah, I think if you really start showing like his muscles and how like well formed his body is, it might he might look more like older than they want yeah. him to be.
1: Right. They want him to look like a boy yeah. and just kinda average. And don't worry
0: though the shirtless scenes are coming.
1: oh I'm Prepare sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, let
0: me just finish the colors uh, uh lex there's always a glass or steel background around lex they want I always want him in black grays and purples and blues um, and uh, oh, it's not much I mean Lionel they said they like him in white sometimes or like clinical blue um. Oh, and the music. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some white he does. Um, Hmm. uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, and the music. I just wanted. I have a quick thing about the music. Um, uh, A a great composer composes the score of the show. His name is Mark Snow. He did. uh,
1: X Files. X Files. Several.
0: (laughs) Yes. And um, as the series goes on, he actually does a lot of little homages to John Williams' score in the Superman movies. And uh, the the end titles, um, that the, the the music that plays over the end titles, that um, mm-hmm. that was actually supposed to be the theme song of the show, but they wanted something mm. more in your face and heroic, and that's when they got Remy Zero's "Save Me," and uh, the music helped sell a lot of albums. The WB would say at the end of the show, saying what they produced uh, two, well, actually three soundtracks, but two official ones um, back in the day, the Talon mix and the Metropolis mix. And um, on, in 2013, they actually put out a five-CD box set called the Ultimate Smallville soundtrack. that had a hundred songs from the Ten Seasons and all profits benefiting uh, Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation.
1: Oh, that's very cool. very cool.
0: So that's really all my trivia. That's some bonus trivia for you. And, yeah, hmm. that's it. That's all I got. Uh, oh, we should talk about what's coming up next. You know, what? I was thinking, uh I'd do a little fun thing with you, um, since this is sort of an intro cast, but not really. It's not so like, oh my gosh, let's not get all let all the secrets go.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. you know how it's you know how it has to end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know where we're going. It's not a big surprise, right
0: right. So I wanted to kind of give you little teases. Um, okay. Uh, so let me read you the episode titles first. Um, we have uh, Craving, Jitters, Rogue, and Shimmer. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to tell you that in these episodes, um, a very famous movie star is actually one of the guest stars coming up. Um, you'll be you'll be very surprised, I think, when you see this person. Um, unless you already know, (laughs) um, there are some, uh, X-Files baddies that are, uh, play goodies and baddies in in the next few episodes as well, as well as a, uh, uh, memorable Buffy, uh, uh, character or actor, I should say. Hmm. And, uh, some, yeah, some recurring characters that are going to be, well, recurring throughout the series.
1: Okay. So a big star, a big celebrity. Mm Mm-hmm. Is coming to the show, mm-hmm. and also a, an actor from Buffy.
0: An actor from Buffy. And, yeah.
1: And and also, reoccurring characters will start to pop up. Yeah,
0: and some uh, memorable X Files uh, people.
1: As memorable well. X Files
0: actors. And of course, when I say actors, I mean actor or actress. Just don't. I like the fact that I can use actor, and uh, haven't me either. <laughs> Okay. So, huh. yeah. Do you have any uh, guesses what craving, jitters, rogue, or shimmer might be about?
1: <laughs> craving is somebody who eats.
0: Oh, okay. Things. All right.
1: <laughs> jitters.
0: It's not CC jitters from the Flash.
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Drinking a lot of coffee. Somebody that drinks a lot of coffee. Okay. <laughs> jitters, jitters. Somebody who like uh, vibrates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, what's what's next? Rogue. Rogue. Somebody that goes rogue. Shimmer. I have no idea. And then shimmer. Shimmer, maybe somebody that like can disappear, hmm. like go invisible.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Wow, <laughs>
1: you're really on the mark <laughs> for
0: a few of these. Uh, my last tease I'll say is one of these episodes will not have a freak of the week.
1: So it'll be kind of like X-ray where it's based on uh, one of our characters. It'll be character driven. Yeah, but that had
0: had a freak of the week.
1: (laughs) It did have a freak of the week, but it was a lot about uh, about, uh, Clark's X-ray vision.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I think we should wrap it up here. Anything else I know, I to can't say? wait to see Yeah, no, really.
1: uh, I'm looking forward to see who uh, pops up yeah. When does Jensen Ackles come on? Don't answer well, that, I don't want to know <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about uh, Neither of the people who are
0: watching along for the first time
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I gotta worry about those people
0: Yeah, we, we just gotta be careful Careful with them But
1: Well, bleep that out then
0: Okay Alright, so I I think we'll say goodbye for now And uh, we'll see you guys uh, When we watch these next episodes
1: (laughs) Okay, bye Bye